Welcome to today's edition of the My Ag Life Daily News Report. I'm your host, Lori Boyer. In addition to feature reports, I'll bring you a look at regional and national agricultural news. And the show starts right after this. We're thrilled to announce that the North Valley Nut Conference is taking place on January 31st at Silver Dollar Fairgrounds in Chico, California. This event is held in conjunction with University of California Cooperative Extension. It's a golden opportunity for professionals in the tree nut industry. Network with our exhibitors and sponsors who are committed to your success in the orchard. Earn valuable continuing education units and expand your knowledge on the latest industry trends. Listen to our expert speakers, share valuable insights and practical advice, but attendance is filling up fast. So make sure you visit myaglife.com backslash events and register today. We hope to see you there. The California Department of Food and Agriculture's Office of Environmental Farming and Innovation is pleased to announce the award of $9.2 million in grant funding to six research projects under the Livestock Enteric Methane Emission Reduction Research Program. These funds allocated by the Budget Act of 2022 support research that evaluates additives and dietary modifications shown to reduce enteric methane emissions in the dairy and livestock sectors. California has been working for years in partnership with dairy producers to decrease methane emissions from manure storage, according to CDFA Secretary Karen Ross. She says they've created a successful model that has made it feasible for dairy farmers to install anaerobic digesters and adopt other alternative manure manufacturing practices. They're fortunate in the state to have legal and budgetary support from Governor Newsom to bolster these efforts and develop a workable plan to reduce enteric methane emissions. Enteric methane production is a natural part of the digestive process for ruminant animals like cattle, goats, and sheep and is belched into the atmosphere. Methane is a potent greenhouse gas capable of trapping 25 to 28 times more heat in the atmosphere compared to carbon dioxide. In 2020, dairy and livestock enteric methane emissions accounted for more than 11 million metric tons of carbon dioxide equivalent emissions per year in California, representing 35% of the state's agriculture and forestry sector greenhouse gases. These emissions significantly contribute to climate change, requiring the development of effective strategies to reduce these emissions from livestock operations, according to CDFA. Each awardee will conduct research based on four impact areas developed during a science summit in May of 2023, ensuring a comprehensive and targeted approach to addressing this pressing environmental issue. The complete list of grant awardees and project descriptions can be found on the CDFA website. Cal OSHA is again proposing modifications to Title VIII, new Section 3396 of the General Industry Safety Orders, Heat, Illness Prevention, and Indoor Places of Employment. Among the many post challenges brought on by the proposed modifications, according to the California Cotton Jenners and Growers Association, is that it will include measurements of heat. Heat measurements, if the temperature exceeds 87 degrees and for employees that restrict heat removal is at 82 or exceeding, must be measured when the employers reasonably suspect the threshold has been met and shall be taken and once more when it is reasonably expected for the previous measurements to be 10 degrees or more. Additionally, control of indoor heat will be equally as challenging with the selections of controlled measures, engineering and administrative controls in the utilization of reducing and maintaining temperature. Written comments are being accepted until January 12th of 2024. 
De Silva Fruit and Morning Kiss Organic are ready to ring in the new year with sweet and refreshing citrus available in both conventional and organic. With California, Florida, and Texas crops in full swing, January is the best time of the year to promote citrus, according to the companies. Morning Kiss Organic and De Silva Fruit are ready to support promotional efforts, and private label opportunities are available, according to a news release from the companies. Current program offerings include navels, mandarins, grapefruit, lemons, and limes, as well as specialty citrus items, including heirloom navels, caracara navels, blood oranges, mineolas, stem and leaf mercots, satsumas, golden nuggets, pomelos, and melagolds. Demand for citrus continues to grow in both conventional and organic categories. However, organic citrus in particular has seen strong growth in the past several years, according to the release, adding that organic citrus is one of the leading categories of all organic purchases. Morgan Kiss Organic is also touting its heirloom navel oranges. These heirloom oranges are hand-selected from California historic old line orange groves and harvested at peak sweetness according to the release the company says heirloom navels provide an excellent source of fiber folate potassium antioxidants and vitamin c moroccan mandarins from de silva fruit will be available january through april they will be available in one two three and five pound bags late variety narcot mandarins are expected to arrive in mid-january Morning Kiss Organic represents the organic brand of Aero Farms, a family of companies that also includes Gold Bell and De Silva Fruit. Farmers interested in conservation practices to manage soil moisture, improve irrigation efficiency, or otherwise conserve ground and surface water resources are encouraged to apply for WaterSmart program funding through the USDA Natural Resources Conservation Service. The WaterSmart initiative is a joint effort between the Bureau of Reclamation and NRCS to coordinate investments in the western U.S. to help farmers conserve water and become more resilient to drought impacts. These new projects take water conservation efforts even further in California's Central Valley to help farmers extend their available water resources in their operations, according to NRCS state conservationist Carlos Suarez. He says he's pleased to announce more than $2.3 million available to interested landowners. The collaboration between NRCS and the Bureau of Reclamation is a priority of the National Drought Resilience Partnership. NRCS makes funding for WSI available to producers in priority areas in the American West through its Environmental Quality Incentives Program. There are three new projects in California that have received funding. The first is a Fresno Irrigation District at $1.3 million in available funding. Eligible producers will install micro-irrigation systems, pumps, pipelines, line reservoirs, manage nutrients, manage residue, plant cover crops, amend soil carbon, and install groundwater recharge basins or on-farm recharge practices. Reduced groundwater pumping allows for more water to be available to underserved communities. In addition to the water saving and drought resilience benefits, EQIP funding will protect water quality, improve soil health, and improve crop productivity, and health. The Lower Thule River Irrigation District received $800,000. Agricultural producers, including historically underserved producers as defined by USDA, will be able to install micro-irrigation systems, pipelines and pumps, line reservoirs, manage nutrients, manage residue, plant cover crops, amend soil carbon, and install groundwater recharge basins or on-farm recharge practices, saving additional water from being pumped from the ground each year. Reduced groundwater pumping allows for more water to be available to underserved communities. Communities. In addition to water saving and drought resilience benefits, EQIP funding will protect water quality, improve soil health, and improve crop productivity and health. 
and Tranquility Irrigation District is receiving $300,000 in available funding. Agricultural producers will be able to install micro-irrigation systems and pipelines, line reservoirs, manage nutrients, manage residue, plant cover crops, amend soil carbon, and install groundwater recharge basins or on-farm recharge practices, saving water from being pumped into the ground. Common practices to save water in irrigated agriculture include irrigation water management to build drought resilience, irrigation pipeline to replace leaky pipes and open canals, sprinkler irrigation systems, micro-irrigation to reduce water loss to evaporation, pumps with higher efficiency types to reduce energy demand, and common practices to increase groundwater recharge functions in watersheds. And those practices include brush management to control invasive species and improve soil moisture, riparian buffers to improve water quality, and mulching to reduce moisture evaporation. For more information, log on to nrcs.usda.gov. Netherlands-based Oxbow is expanding its presence and product portfolio through acquiring Westside Equipment Company in Madeira. The acquisition comes just months after Westside Equipment Company has made headlines after acquiring VMEC Technologies in June of 2023. The recent acquisition is designed to strengthen and enhance Oxbow's global fruit business segment to deepen Oxbow's presence in California and to support Oxbow's mission to be the clear customer choice for specialized harvesters around the globe, according to the company. Westside's tomato, pistachio, and vineyard equipment complement Oxbow's industry-leading fruit product line, according to Roel Zifat, CEO of Oxbow. The high-quality specialized products Westside builds for its customers are a perfect fit for Oxbow. Together, their dedicated employees will help deliver product innovation and superior customer service as they further strengthen their fruit division focused on berry, coffee, grape, olive, tomato, and pistachio equipment. Over the last 30 years, Oxbow has continued to grow through acquiring manufacturers in specialty agricultural markets. With each acquisition comes Oxbow's commitment to deliver customer value, according to the company. Over the past 30 years, Oxbow has continued to grow through acquiring manufacturers in specialty agricultural markets. Westside will continue operating at its existing facilities. Customers will continue to purchase products and parts through their existing Westside or Oxbow channel. With the addition of Westside, Oxbow operates 10 manufacturing facilities around the globe. Agroplante is the leading manufacturer in specialty products. Agroplante formulates products that rise to the challenge of today's growing conditions. Saline and sodic soils reduce crop yield and cause significant crop losses. Agroplante developed Cation EX5 Plus with growers in mind to manage soil salinity. With multiple years of research, Cation EX5 Plus has proven to be an excellent source of calcium and an effective soil salinity manager. Run it through drip irrigation without any issues. Simplify your application method with innovative and efficient formulations. Alleviate salinity stress with Cat Ion EX5 Plus. Agroplante. Imagination, innovation, science in action. Those of us at EFI really believe that farm workers are the eyes and hands on our product, keeping them safe, making sure we have quality product available in our stores 365 days a year. We want to reward that extra diligence, making sure that all the conditions are safe. Leanne Ruzamenti, who's with Equitable Food Initiative, discussing one of multiple benefits to being certified through the program. EFI brings greater transparency to the supply chain while helping the produce industry address some of its toughest issues like labor, sustainability, and food safety. 
The program enables growers to better compete in a rapidly changing global marketplace. EFI is a multi-stakeholder initiative decided to train farm workers in foundational skills. Our, our founding board members thought that that was the most important thing, that we have this team that represents the whole operation and is trained in things like problem solving and communication. And that helps the operation come into conformance with our standards, which cover all sorts of things around food safety, pest management, and uh, worker working conditions, labor practices. EFI certified produce can carry the responsibly grown farmworker assured label on it. And where consumers will find that is in stores who pay the premium on EFI certified produce. And I know we'll touch on the bonus that's being returned to workers, but when you see that label on your fresh produce, you know that that farming operation has met some of the highest standards in the industry, compliance standards around food safety and working conditions. And you know that a bonus is being returned to the worker. This past fall, EFI celebrated the milestone of generating more than $18 million in work bonuses since the program's inception. The bonus is meant to both incentivize workers and reward the extra diligence required to maintain EFI certification standards. It has been one element in helping EFI certified farms experience lower than average worker turnover, which is impactful in this age of intense labor shortage. Those of us at EFI really believe that farm workers are the eyes and hands on our product, keeping them safe, making sure we have quality product available in our stores 365 days a year. We want to reward that extra diligence, making sure that all the conditions are safe. Farm workers are often paid piece rate. And so when you're asking them to maybe go out of their way to make sure that things are following all safety mandates and high quality, they might be foregoing a, a quicker return on piece rate. And so that was the idea of using the EFI premium that's attached to certified produce that ret is returned to the workers in the form of a bonus to really reward that diligence and remind them that at the end of the day, a consumer is eating the product that they're putting into clamshells or into 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 bags. 2023 really was a year of highs for the initiative with the aforementioned impactful new program launch, growth of its staff, and streamlined certification to make it more cost-effective for growers starting in 2024, amongst other achievements. In 2023 EFI, I, I talked about our certification program, but we really are beginning to expand outside of that and look at offering an entire supply chain assurance model for the industry. Our certification has always been viewed as a gold standard social responsibility certification, but we want to be able to bring operations online, maybe before they're even ready for that, that certification. And so we've introduced some new programs that do that, partnering with uh, all the major retailers and reaching out to suppliers to start to look at the ethical charter on responsible labor practices and what that looks like at the field level. There have been a lot of industry audits at the pack house level, but not 
always that extend to the field level. And so this program is beginning to bring those concepts at field level. It's really exciting. It's going to morph the level of conversation. I think it's going to make certification programs like EFI more interesting in the end. Rusamentis had this advice to give to any grower interested in obtaining an EFI certification. Uh, so for growers who are hearing from their customers that they want to meet greater requirements around sustainability or food safety or labor practices, getting a certification that can address those multiple steps is really an easy way to approach those multiple requirements. And anyone can learn about EFI certification. The best first stop is our website at equitablefood.org. You're listening to My Ag Life. I'm Taylor Jalstrom. Attention ag professionals, how do you maximize your efforts in your fields without breaking the bank? Come find out at the Inputs Ag Summit on January 10th in Fresno. Network with the best companies looking to help you save money and resources, making your dollars go further in the field. This is your chance to stay ahead and thrive in the face of challenges. The time to make a difference is now. You can't afford to miss out. Visit myaglife.com forward slash events to register or call 559-352-4456. Last year, there was a concerted effort to promote year-round sales of E15. Initially approved around 2011 to 2012, E15 faced a seasonal limitation barring its sale during summer months across much of the country. During the Trump administration, this restriction was temporarily lifted, allowing a couple of years of uninterrupted E15 sales. Subsequently, the Biden administration issued emergency waivers to ensure the continued sale of E15. Renewable Fuels Association President and CEO Jeff Cooper. We are still looking for a permanent solution that applies nationwide, all 50 states, and applies year-round. So we have been working very hard to secure that legislative fix. Another approach towards securing year-round sales of E15 involves state and governors petitioning the Environmental Protection Agency for authorization of year-round E15 sales within their respective states. While EPA has been very late in getting around to approving their request, EPA has finally sent the final rule that would grant the request of at least eight governors to sell E15 in their states. That request has moved forward to the White House for final review, and we are hoping to see that final rule published and implemented here in the next several weeks. The legislative solution is the optimal and preferred approach, according to Cooper. However, there's an alternative route via the states to remove the E15 summer sale barrier once and for all. Dairy prices into 2023 on a down note. Katie Burgess, Director of Risk Management for Ever.Ag, talks about the 2024 outlook. Our expectations for prices next year is kind of middle of the road. We expect it to be better than 2023, but it's kind of a tightrope. Globally, milk supply is starting to tighten up a little bit. So if supply is tighter, maybe that means higher prices. But we are still really concerned about global dairy demand. We see places like China buying a lot less, Southeast Asia, Japan is taking less product. And all of those are big customers of dairy generally and for us in the U.S., She says success in 2024 will depend on higher demand for dairy products. If demand doesn't pick up, it could be another year of soft prices. And I think the lesson of 2023 was that prices could fall even further than you expect based on what we saw this summer. We always encourage producers to consider dairy margin protection program via the FSA office or dairy revenue protection insurance because you can never say for sure what the future holds. So having some downside protection is really important. Once again, Katie Burgess of Ever.Ag. 
Poet, the world's biggest ethanol producer, celebrated several milestones in 2023. That included multiple victories on the policy front, the grand reopening of its 34th facility, and completing the first-ever Bioproducts Innovation Center. In 2023, the Poet team worked hard to lead the charge towards the bioeconomy of the future, according to Jeff Broin, founder and CEO of Poet. Early in 2023, the company announced it will be growing its bio-CO2 capabilities with expansions at two of its bioprocessing locations. They say it's a testament to the company's commitment to providing a renewable CO2 solution for its customers and creating more value from every bushel of grain. USDA Chief Economist Seth Meyers says farmers should be able to weather another year of possible lower incomes. I think you've had three really good years in the farm sector. Anxious years, but three good years, which gives me some confidence that producers will be able to manage a downturn because they're in a good position to do so. USA Chief Economist Seth Meyer. The ag equipment market began a downward trend a year ago. Dealers say that 2024 might be their roughest year since COVID in 2020. The Dealer Business Outlook and Trends Report shows a combination of recovering inventories, high interest rates, and a general economic downturn that has dealers preparing to weather a storm in 2024. The new survey showed a significant drop in optimism in dealers' new and used whole goods revenue forecasts, while parts and service revenue forecasts hit record highs. The dealers aren't facing a kind of equipment shortages that dampen their optimism in the previous report, but price increases remain a factor despite falling from 2022 peaks. There is some degree of optimism remaining based on healthy farm financials and solid commodity prices. However, the question of how much cash farmers will bring into the new year remains in question. Revenue projections are negative as demand declines. JCS Marketing is your number one way to connect with the ag industry. Through print magazines, digital media, podcast and live and virtual events jcs marketing has the reach to inform educate and influence growers in the western united states everywhere you go you see west coast not magazine on every one of my customers tables so that tells you everything that's that is there so they're reading our my ag life platform includes podcast interviews and digital articles for busy professionals on the go Our live events, continuing education webinars, and virtual conferences help growers connect with leading researchers and industry leaders. Let JCS Marketing help you connect. That will wrap up today's show. You've been listening to the My Ag Life Daily News Report. I'm Lori Boyer. From all of us here at the JCS Marketing team, thank you for listening. (laughs) 